Welcome to The Next, where we talk about pop culture until we can't stand it anymore, and we next it. I'm Justin Hartung. And I'm Fanny Darling. As always, a quick warning, there might be spoilers for anything we talk about on this podcast, but we always do our best to let you know that they're coming. Uh, we mean it this week. It's an emergency podcast about the WandaVision finale. Um, so really, spoilers, we mean it. One red herring, two red herrings. Okay, fucking three red herrings. All right. Uh, as always, a plea to rate and review us. WandaVision, we know you're watching it. Tell us what you think. We might say some stupid shit on this podcast and some smart stuff. I mean, probably both. Uh, talk about it on Apple Podcast app, Podchaser, Podbean, Stitcher, and CastBox, or wherever you can review us. Um, so, WandaVision, it's over. Spoilers abound. Uh, bail out now if you can't do it. Uh, we got lots to say. Um, okay, we're going to go full spoilers, full warning here. So go watch WandaVision if you can't, uh, see it now. What did you think of the finale? Okay. I, I don't know if I'm blinded, but because I read a few things and watched a few things afterwards, I don't know if I'm blinded by my love for the show, but I loved the finale and I thought it did, it did itself justice and it made it a show smaller than what other people wanted it to be. But in that way, I thought it was really lovely. Those are my sort of non-spoilery, spoilery initial reactions. What did you think, Justin? Okay, so I guess if we're going non-spoilery first, what just your what was, just your quick reaction, um, like, you know? Okay, quick reaction was we talked about this last week. I liked what the show was doing emotionally. These were characters that I did not care about really before. I think this show's job was to make us care about these characters. It did that one hundred percent, and I liked what it did emotionally. Um, yeah, there's a lot to talk about as far as okay. uh, expectations about the puzzle box, which we talked about. I went back and listened to some of our early reactions about the show and kind of like, they definitely set up puzzle box stuff. And I understand why people are frustrated. We've also said from the beginning, Mephisto was ridiculous. And anybody right. that put too much credence into that was like maybe setting themselves up for failure um, but, uh, this show was not about that. And I loved it because of that. I think there was maybe some bad Marvel publicity. We never talk about this, but in a way, I think the show creators and the Marvel machine didn't do it any favors. Um, but all right. yeah, I guess I'm glad that I don't belong to that Marvel machine because that's, I mean, Yes, I think that we said all along we played with the puzzle box, but I feel like we also said, but if none of this is true, I don't care because what it's giving me is special enough and wonderful enough that it's, right. it's fine. Even if it's everything that's on the surface and there are no special reveals, I don't care. Right. It's fun to play along. It's fun to point at the Easter eggs and see it the way that they are 
they're saying they're cheating around the corners that maybe it's this or maybe it's that. But if it's not, that's fine too. And I feel like a lot of people were like, but it's not fine too. You know? right, right. I mean, okay. So we have a couple of things, but let's get into it, right? There are a couple okay, yeah. of things. Um, well, first of all, I want to talk about good things first. Um, it's portrayal of grief and her basically, I mean, very like five stages of grief, which is very corny or whatever, oh, yeah. but like her last episode learning that he bought this house and their future and realizing that there was no future and building a reality and then having to let go of all of that again. I cried. It was perfect. It oh. was so good. Like emotionally as a, as a series about grief and yeah. specifically about a woman's grief and sort of being portrayed as a, a witch for having powers around grief, whereas like the guy is sort of right. weaponized around his emotions. Yes. All of that was to me like, oh, chef's kiss. Yep. Like, this is so good. Yep. Um, I loved emotionally everything. Um, so, anyways, do you want to say more about that? Let's focus on good stuff. I absolutely did think I, I, the emotions of it, the way that they gave, uh, they gave Wanda, they gave Elizabeth Olsen the space, space and the agency to explore those emotions and portray them in a, in a way that, that wasn't, that wasn't weaponized, that was just uh, organic and beautiful. And that they went ahead and even wrote into the script that it very much was that there wasn't any of the anger, that this was all very, you know, simple and organic and... Uh, like she was just trying to do what any person would do during grief, bury her husband, have a place to go to remember him, you know, uh, right. mourn what could have been. And instead she got fucked with about that. And even then she didn't really know what she was doing in her grief. I love that it was that it gave her the pa- the power wasn't, she didn't weaponize her power. Instead, she just, it, it, took control of her the way grief sometimes takes control of you. Right. Um, and and she had to fight back against the grief, not fight back against the people who were who she was like, well, fine, the world is bad. I'm, fuck everybody, you know? <laughs> and uh, that, like, when she, when she comes back to town and, she, and all of the, the villagers, if you will, are telling her, you know, your grief is killing us. You're in our nightmares. You're hurting us. And she's like, no, I did this. And, you know, I tried to make it better for you. And they say, but but you didn't. And her immediate reaction is, okay, then everybody go, run, get away from me. You right. know, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I thought I was making it better for everybody. And I wasn't so so get out, move out, you know, <laughs> and I'm not going to do this to you anymore. It's not your job to make me feel better. It's right. not your job to be my fantasy. And I thought that was powerful and, and really wonderful. And, and even then, uh, so, I feel like she didn't totally believe that. And that was very real. Right. Like, just kind of yeah. like, oh, theoretically, I know. I mean, we, we've been talking about this off off camera a little bit about for our reasons, like, uh, right, codependency. I think it's very much uh, a series about codependency yep. and sort Absolutely. of feeling like you're doing the right thing, but you're actually hurting people with your grief and your trauma. Um, right. Yeah. So all that stuff 
I don't think a show has done that as well. Like, I don't know that I've no, seen I don't, that. No, Yeah. It was amazing. It was um, amazing. There were some nice moves uh, that they telegraphed that she... Very early on, she comes down, they show her land someplace, and she does the Marvel hero three-point stance to show... And the first thing I thought was, look, they're showing you, she is the hero. She... She's still the hero. Right. She's not you know, that they, they telegraphed that so intelligently and so sweetly of with just that one little moment of, oh, there she's still here. She's she's still the good person. Right. And I loved that. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> so I think it's a good segue into there's been a lot of criticism, I think somewhat fairly of, um, and this is my one thing from last week where I was like, oh, I really want Monica to engage with these three characters, these three women that have right. like been uh miss like um like underestimated and kind of like who are they and whatever. And I think the show set up I mean so th- I read an interesting article about Monica basically being kind of like really dis like disturbed by the story or like underserved yeah. by the story. Um do you think how do you feel about that? I mean, I feel like I feel like they probably brought her in much more to give her some shape for the second Captain Marvel movie, um, which is the Marvel so, thing in a way. Yeah, That's which is the Marvel do. thing. So, if they were, you know, they were setting up two prongs. They were doing the Doctor Strange, which is absolutely next, and then they were getting you introduced to somebody that's going to be in Captain Marvel too. Now, maybe Monica will also be in, in, in Dr. Strange. I don't know, but I am sort of willing to forgive them that for holding off to see what they do in Captain Marvel too. I think they were much more sort of giving you a little bit of information so that you know who she is now and not a little girl when you get to Captain Marvel too. Um, so I'm not as, I'm not as irritated by that. I, do I wish there had been more? Yes, because I did love the scenes with her and the boys. That scene with her and Wiccan in this uh, in the finale was so sweet. When hey, nice powers, you too. You know that was so touching, and and I would lo- would love to have seen more of that. But I there was a there's a know, black these- writer. Um, I'm forgetting her name right now, and I liked this. I'll tweet it out who was a black woman writer who was very like, I was into this show and then Monica's powers were basically like being a shield for like white children. And it's a really, I'll send it to you. It's really, I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. They did her a little dirty and they're like Luke Cage and Monica Rambeau. It's like, we're just like impenetrable like bodies for like right protection. And I'm like, hundred percent. I get that. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Um, I, I'm I'm sorry that that's not what I think of first. And that is an incredibly good point. And I hope that they change, you know, that they give her more to do. Uh, It does sound as if she's going to be a very integral part of Marvel going forward. So I hope that they listen to the, that, to the critics and and the voices you know the own voices and fix that right um i did really like like her character and i and you know i mean i 
Look, I have a soft spot for like you know cute kids doing cute things with adults. So <laughs> they were that's more what kids. I saw them was yes, that's more what I saw that was that cute winkiness of hey, I got new powers. So do you? Look, I mean, cool. You know? when I watched that scene, I was like, I'm yeah. into that scene. It's adorable. So I have now yeah. like yeah. Um, and then I read this article. And I was like, oh yeah, I get that too. Like yeah, I, totally. I do sort of wish. I, here's a one criticism I have of the of the show is I think they've had to serve both masters of like throwing in way too many set up for future Marvel movies um, that kind of pulled away from the story. Like how, how good would this have been if there was never any Monica Rambeau or sword or, right. you know, like the sword stuff, which I've said from the beginning was kind of stupid. They didn't really like right. do that very well. Um, and then I will say that, that Evan Peters stuff is a little trolly for me in the wrong kind of way. Like I I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, it's like, I feel like they couldn't cast, uh, what's his name? Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Like that's who they wanted just like emotionally and they couldn't get him. And they were like, Oh, well, it'd be funny if we do Evan Peters. And it was like, don't do that. I don't know. I mean, Um, I don't know. I don't know that they wanted Alan Taylor Johnson because he's, inferior in just about every way but um i don't know why they would want him he's not as good an actor he's not as charismatic the the part isn't as good the the role isn't as interesting as the quick as quicksilver peter is uh you know i but i wish they had just gone ahead and figured out how to like they didn't have to tie it in they could have just truly made it that he was Quicksilver, you know, oh, that, that she pulled him in. They didn't have, why didn't they just do that? The fact that he was Ralph was kind of funny, you know, that that was the Ralph, Ralph that she kept talking about was, right. was cute, you know. And, We're heading uh, to the multiverse. Just be like, yes, exactly. Yeah, they could have just made it. Yeah. yeah, and then she could have pushed him back out and they would have had to never touch it again, know. you know. It, that was and, a weird choice. It's one, yeah. really, I did not like that. Um, yeah, I wasn't. I wish they had done. I have. I. I think that they had a chance there to do something that they didn't have to incorporate. That they could have made it him Quicksilver, but and then and without having to incorporate it into some big thing, they could have just gone. Oh, yep, we're sending you back to your world now. Look totally. over here. We we magic hands it. You know, there he goes. But it is him. You know. Totally. And that could have made for something interesting later. You don't know. Do this weird shit, and that's the magic of writing it looks like you planned it five movies down the road, you you know, instead of having retcon, you did this weird ass thing and you can tie it back. I've done that in my own writing. (laughs) So I mean, Marvel's pretty good at that. You know, five years down the road, they're going to figure out a way to be like, Oh, this is all planned. All that shit. We pranked you. It wasn't. We double pranked you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, Emma Caulfield. Like this. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, you go first. And we'll get back to Emma Caulfield. Okay. I like the scene where the three, where they did the Incredibles family stance. That was very sweet and touching. That was very cute. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the family, again, the emotional core of this family yeah. and the grief and her fabrication. I just want to like yeah. be clear. Those scenes were like, mm. again, I've said this like the best Marvel thing we've seen, like her basically giving up her family and it's, you know, For I think the it's world. Saying, right. Which is yeah. like pe- people being like, Oh, like there were a lot of articles about like, Oh, 
Does she not realize what she did? That's terrible. She's like does realize what she did and she gave up her family for it she could have kept doing it she had what she wanted and she realized exactly what she did so she stood there and watched them all die this is the you know the tulsa riot uh uh, episode of lovecraft country this is oh my god what i did for these for this for this fantasy and now i have to give it back and it's gonna hurt like hell and i'm gonna do it because it's the right fucking thing to listen to paul bettany say good night chaps i lost my shit you know (laughs) and i feel like there's been a lot of reading about the show of like um sort of does the show side with her like is it justifying what she did and i i feel like it's like now you're grieving you went crazy and There's no, you can't really apply moral shit. And also the show's not asking you to. It's like, that's what it feels like to grieve. (laughs) If this was a male character, we wouldn't have this conversation about, doesn't she realize what she's done? Fuck you. Yes, she realizes what she's done and she's atoning for it. Fuck off. And it's like, we've talked about this before on the podcast. Like, if it's... Uh, you know, dark phoenix women and uh, Targaryen, like women with power burning the world. The show is about right. not burning the world. <laughs> like, like, yes, exactly. Like, yeah. So I I super appreciated oh. that part of it. Um, no Mephisto. We all knew that. Um, I yeah. did say last week I really did want, you know, I did want more uh, Monica wanda agatha like interaction because they're all dealing with grief in an interesting way although i will say i think they tied that into agatha's story at the very end of like sort of oh like like i'm here if you need me and you're gonna need me it's like we are we are women dealing with some of the same bullshit on the same right like in different ways um and yeah. I have to say that wi- the scene with the witches literally spooked me out. <laughs> that was a creepy scene. It was amazing. It gave me the willies. What? It was so good. I loved it. It ga- it scared me. I was like, oh, I am I am uncomfortable. This is scary. I'm going to look behind me, even though I'm sitting in my bright living room. It creeped me out. <laughs> okay, Emma Caulfield. We got to think about Emma Caulfield. Dottie. Okay. I mean... I'm a little disappointed that she's nobody, although maybe she's not nobody. I think there's some Joanna Robinson interview yeah. where there's an indication she, she may be in something else. She said, I can't talk about what I'm doing next. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, it was very intentional, all of this like, casting. Like, yeah. We need, oh, we I heard the interview. Me. Did you listen to it? I haven't heard, I the, heard the interview with read the recap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I listened to the whole interview with Caulfield and she was quite cheeky about it. So, I mean, ah, it was hard. I was like, come on, like sh- there's gotta be something more than this, but um, I wish show had had more time to delve into that. Right. You know? Also, I'm going to say cat, cat Dennings, uh, Jimmy, What's his name? Right. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo. That was, they were robbed a little bit. They were uh, robbed because they were so good. And the sword stuff was terrible. Yeah. Like, I feel like that was bad. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, come right. on. Like, these are great side characters that deserve to be in their own thing and yep. just 
do that. <laughs> like, don't. Yep, utilize them. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Paul Bettany, White Vision. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about White Vision. I actually thought that was amazing. A lot of people didn't like that. I thought that was amazing. Oh, the, what the... I didn't so of, care so much about the kicky, punchy, shooty stuff, but their conversations, I yeah, really enjoyed. Amazing. Yeah. The ship of Theseus yeah. or whatever. Like, I was like, oh, like, yeah. that is how smart, kind of compassionate men would actually yep. talk to each other and sort of, like, uh, figure things out together. And yep. uh, Again, it tied back to, like, Hey, logic and um, sort of smartness or whatever are not the things here. It's also that plus remembering and being emotional. Like you can't be a functional being like without having both those things. I super like that. I thought it was really well done. Um, Yeah. It's over. I agree. I thought, you know, I mean, he's such a good actor. I love that that was his cheek and his own troll that he was like, oh, there's this actor that I've always wanted to work with. And he does this cameo and that it was him. And that's so awesome. And thank you, Paul Bettany. You're hilarious. And I'm taking it to the bank. No, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. There is an article that's going. Go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. There's an. Okay, there's an article that's going around. I'm sure you've seen it, and I'll tweet it out if necessary. That's uh, that kind of is talking about all these people that are angry with with the show, and it's uh, WandaVision failed to deliver things that were never promised to me. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's a good article, and I you know Paul Bettany delivered on exactly what he promised. You guys just took it someplace else, and you have to be okay with the fact that you took it somewhere else and that was fun and let the ride be the ride, you know? And I gotta (laughs) give props to Joanna Robinson. Like I, you know, she's done this podcast and she's like, all of my theories were wrong. And I still had a really great time with the show. Just like, um, but yeah, I'm also like, this is a great, I still stand by like for all of my weird stuff. Like this is the best Marvel thing. This is the only time I've cared about Marvel characters. Like it's the first time they've ever done any kind of like romance, which is important. Right. Like we need romances in this world where we care about the stakes of these people. Right. First time in all of Marvel that I've cared about any of that. Um, totally. So I just, I don't know. Like that's progressive. Like, yeah, totally. I I mean, I know I don't want them to do another season because I don't totally. want them to ruin it. But God, I wish there was more to see, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. And we're going to watch the shit out of... All right. So full spoilers, the ending. We can go to the ending. Yeah. Um, okay. The two whatever post-credit things. The two little coda things, yeah. Yeah. First of all, are we going to watch um, stupid-ass... Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, I don't know. Are we? What I do mean, you think? <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I I wouldn't. I would generally not. But you usually make me watch the Marvel shit. So Ugh. I mean, I don't know. You're gonna watch it, and you, as much as you pretend like you're, you're gonna watch it. You know, you're gonna watch it. I know how you are, and then you're gonna want to talk about it, and you're gonna make me watch it. So let's be honest yeah we're gonna watch it i don't like either of these characters at all but i would have said the same thing about wandavision so maybe the show right. will convince me um we'll try it okay. um 
The second, <laughs> uh, wait, what were the, f- I don't remember, what were the mid, what was the mid credit scene? There's one where she's in the cabin. That was the end scene, which I want to talk about. And then, I don't remember now. All right, let's talk about the final scene, the cabin. Okay, yes, okay. Um, what What was your interpretation of that? What's happening? What do you think? I mean, they're obviously tying it into the Doctor Strange. I can study while I do other things. Ness is that so, a thing that he know. did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they they did a lot when he's in his montages. He's doing two or three things while he's studying. Right. So they're tying him into that. Okay. Yeah, and she, I assume she has to go learn how to gain control over this huge vastness of the magic and the fact that she's the Scarlet Witch. And so I'm assuming that's what she's going to seek him out for when the multiverse, you know, whatever comes knocking, comes knocking and they have to fight it together. And they may or may not have to go grab in Harkness. So that's my guess. Do you think she, she will be... Do you think if they're going to go Dark Phoenixy, like she's going no. to be an antagonist or do you think she's going to be no i don't think she i don't think she'll be an antagonist no i think she's supposed to be i think that i don't think like i said i think they telegraphed immediately when they had her go down in that three-point stance that she is not a villain that she is fighting for good and she is still an avenger and still a hero so she will be i think she will be on the right side Right? Like the end of it, I was like, oh, she's like the anti dark phoenix. Like, this was yeah. sort of like, absolutely how you deal with grief and be like, also, I can control my shit. Um, right. And, and the she House had of to learn M to control stuff, her, yeah. You know, the House of M sets yeah. up a lot of that, but. Uh, yeah. So no, I don't I didn't even think it was a question. I thought it was quite clear and maybe just from the minute she did that and from everything else from trying to let all the people go to letting her family go to you know, yeah, she hurt her kids, but that doesn't mean she's going to go all fucking crazy. It means she's going to figure out how do I, you know, okay, wait a minute, they actually exist. Okay, how do I go get them? You know, I had that conversation with with vision that will say hello again and maybe I'll be somebody else. Let me see if I can go heck get find him. Help me go get our kids. You know what I mean? It's like, no, I don't think at all that she's supposed to be the antagonist. And I would be upset if she was, because I thought they set it up so well that she is not. So the only thing they say about um the dark hold, which is that weird book that she's reading at the mm-hmm. end that um Agathad was basically that's a like if you read it, you go crazy. It's like the Necronomicon, which is funny because Sam Raimi okay. is directing the next, right? Which I'm like, just don't. yeah, he's multiverse of madness, right? Yeah, I'm like, don't don't do that. Just have her be good. <laughs> like, yeah, and have her be good. And maybe she's the one that to find her kids. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's the House of M thing, and you read this recently. It's like I don't yeah. want this to be a women with crazy power plus emotions destroy the world. Like I, I really hope yeah, they subvert that and all of house yeah, of them does that. Um, right. Yeah. Anyways, we're into it. I really hope so as well. So yeah. It's Puck sleepy over there. 
<laughs> She's so sleepy. <laughs> All right, I need to go eat dinner. This is you our emergency WandaVision podcast. We did it. Yes. Um, what a great show, though. This is still the best thing Marvel's done, I feel like. So good. I'm so, yes, I totally I'm, agree. Excellent. I'm really Excellent. sad it's gone. I don't know what I'm going to do for now. Like, the podcast is going to be like, what do we talk about? It's not we talk about how much we miss WandaVision. I know. <laughs> but I think maybe we'll... No, two weeks. I got my second vaccination on Tuesday. Um, so we have two weeks two from weeks that. After day. that, we would be like talking about bullshit again, like the normal world. Um, <laughs> we love you guys. Um, we do. Where, where can you, where can they tell us all their thoughts? <laughs> you can find us on Facebook. Just search for uh, the next podcast on Facebook and interact with us there. Uh, you can send us an email at emotion to Nick's at gmail.com and you can find the podcast on twitter at the next podcast and you can find me on po- twitter at fanny v darling and i'm at justin Nordung on twitter and we'll that's where you find next us time. emergency bye vision bye <laughs> wanda who's doing this to you wanda who's uh, doing this to you wanda it's us it's the next <laughs>